0: So, Shane, you're here up at the Jardin de Luthier um, teaching Irish dance, Shanos specifically. Yeah. Um, you did this last year as well, and you said you've got a number of people who've returned this year to do the same lessons.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was nice to see the same faces back. So, obviously, it went well last year, which is a good sign, I suppose. But then it brings about its own challenges of trying to bring about new steps to the same people because you can't be doing the same things as last year so I suppose what we started with yesterday was we, we did jigs which would be different timings different rhythms um, and they I thought maybe it was a bit of a gamble but they really liked it so for the second hour, then we kind of did a refresher course on last year's steps and today then we start with new ones but they are it up very quickly so I hope I don't run out of steps before Friday
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean it's quite it's quite impressive that um, it it says a lot that they've returned to learn more from you. Uh, you. You're really quite proficient in this area. How long have you been dancing? And tell us a little bit about um, the kind of dancing that you do.
1: Well, I think it says a lot for the festival, really, that this Jardin that does all its Irish culture and music and dancing. And I think it says a lot more about their love for the Irish culture more than uh, the love of my dancing. So I I think I'll give credit there. But um, I've been dancing since I was four or five. My parents began to set dancing. So um, Tim Flaherty's doing that this week, so I would have had a huge interest in that when I was younger. And then I just kind of got more into um, rhythmic steps and styles, and um, I I just kind of got fascinated with that, and I started teaching myself, and I've gone to a few workshops, and just kind of done my own thing. It's quite different to what other people do. I like to be a bit more more rhythm and stuff, so I just enjoy what I kind of do now, really.
0: So when you start um, each class, what would be what would be the very first point? What do you think is, um, what kind of underpins this style of dance that you're teaching?
1: Well, the first thing I think of when I put on the music is, what am I going to do today? Um, I don't like to have a list of, of steps made out beforehand. That's not really the way I teach. I know that some teachers come in and they go, I'll teach these nine steps of the week. I just kind of, what comes to me? And there are times they look at me because I'm talking to myself and I'm banging the floor and I'm going, This maybe no and this no okay we'll do this one so I suppose the first thing I like to do is I gauge what they're able for and what they'd actually enjoy and then I'm just like right okay let's do this one and then you can kind of my big thing is I don't want them to do one step and then stop and do another step I want them to be able to go into different steps I don't like having a routine of let's say nine steps starting one two three four five all the way up to nine I like to go right we will start with number one here then we're gonna go to four then we're going to go to eight and I want you to be able to go into each step Individually. So it's not a routine. I don't like a set rhythm. I don't like a set kind of script. I like to be kind of more freestyle and fluid with it. And it seems to be going okay at the moment anyway, but it's early in the week.
0: So it's almost as though you're teaching them the notes and not necessarily the order that they're going to come in in a particular piece. You're making sure they can play each note before um, they can play each note so that when they're called upon, they can just hit it like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of, of putting it. And the thing, I suppose, further on to that, They're playing notes, but they're not playing the same tune. So they might play a note that could be across 20 different tunes. So they can incorporate it into anything they want. So I teach them, like, let's say a finish to a step. I might teach them a finish of one step that they could do in a step we do Thursday. So they can do that themselves. So I don't really want them to come up on stage with me Friday and go, okay, this is what we're going doing and you have to keep, because we're doing a concert Friday. You have to do this now, the way I teach you for the rest of your life. So they might decide, okay, he taught me step Tuesday, but I can put the ending into a step I did Thursday. So I'll give them the tools and they can do whatever they want with it then. So like this morning we did a jig step and I gave them four different endings. So there was one bang, two bangs, two heel clicks. Uh, I don't even know what the other one was. I think it was three bangs. So they can do then whatever. So I'm hearing three bangs, I'm hearing one bang, I'm doing whatever, they're doing whatever, and it's still in time. So it's a nice interpretation of the music, I suppose, more than anything else, and of my steps. So they're kind of bringing their own flavour to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, on the Isle of Man, we tend to do uh, more in the way of jig steps, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long time since they've done any, um, any Manx dancing. We don't have the sort of Shanos-style um, <laughs> shuffle steps, for want of a better phrase. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Shanos and the difference between, um, between those steps?
1: Well, I'm kind of an, well. I wouldn't say I'm an exception, but what I do is kind of different to the traditional style, and I wouldn't be a traditionalist. But I suppose it started really with it's very close to the floor, um, it's a lot of heels, a lot of toes, but it's very, very flat. Kind of, it's flat-footed dancing. There's a kind of cross. Uh, there's a um, uh, Ottawa Valley kind of in Canada as well. It's very flat to the floor, and this is kind of you know they're they're all kind of linked. You no, know, I'll be honest. I've never seen Manx dancing. I don't think. But with Chanos, it's very close to the floor, but they wouldn't, the shuffle you talk about, they would be using their heels. There wouldn't be as much rhythm in the traditional Chanos, so I suppose I kind of come away from that. A crossover with a bit of tap dancing and stuff, and I just kind of like, I like the more rhythmic side, but uh, the traditionalists, wouldn't be as much of a fan maybe as I am, but it's something that, I, I always say, it's each their own. Whatever sort of style of the Chanos you like to dance, do it. I don't really like to be like, oh, this is what you do, this is the tradition, stick to it go around us, blur the lines, do your own thing, bring your own interpretations, make it what you want. Mm -hmm.
0: And how easy does it seem to be for people to pick up? Because it's not a simple thing. You talk about teaching people different steps and it sounds like there's a variety of them. How how many steps would you estimate there are that you, you work with in any one class?
1: Well, okay, so if I dance myself, there are steps that are very, very intricate that I couldn't teach. So what I would do and what I would start with in a workshop, there's no correlation. So you have to start. It's like building a house. You start with the foundation and you work your way up. So by Friday, we'll have a few blocks put down, but nowhere near what you would need, you know, to, to properly go out and do a, a piece. But like, um, there's, there's there's hundreds. Like, I, I did a jig step this morning. I've never done before. I just came up with it in the spot. I, I don't... I don't, I don't see why people can't just come up. They hear a rhythm, they hear a sound, they hear a tune. So like, I dance to the tune. So I hear a tune, I do a step to match it. Some people will do their set jigs or set reels. I'll hear a certain tune, a certain person playing it, they might put stops into it, I'll stop with them. So it's kind of um, an interpretation, interpretation of the tune more than anything. So I, I would say there's endless amount of steps. And the, the weird thing is, I have an award of French, not a word. So I was very, very anxious last year of how am I going to transfer and translate my steps into you know into this setting doesn't matter what language you speak i could be anywhere i could be out in outer mongolia and i could be teaching because they're watching your feet music and dancing is universal so it makes no difference what language it is it's just a different type of language that everyone can understand Mm -hmm.
0: and how many years would you say it's taken you to to get to a point where um where you're able to it sounds like what you're doing is you're equipping people to improvise um, is that what you do throughout your dancing? What kind of when you're not here teaching people? What is it that you do?
1: Um, well, I'm actually um, a school teacher, which is a bit different to the dancing scene. But um, I, I do a lot of dancing at home. Um, I'm in a group called Officially Tapped. Uh, there's a five times World Irish Dancing champion in that. There's musicians, and it's a lot of freestyle. So some people do their set steps. I just like to freestyle it. So it's just about I. I'm, if someone asks me what kind of dancer I am, I interpret. I interpret the music, I go with the music, where the music takes me, I'll follow it. That's the way I'd probably best describe what I do anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. And how many years have you been coming to the festival?
1: This is only my second year, I came last year and um, I was lucky enough to be asked back this year and having a ball, I hope I'm brought back every year, I love it.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much.